on New Model Church family. How you doing today? We are elated and excited to hear some voices and listen to some of you from our conference call. So it's good to hear some of your voices. I trust that things are going well with you today. And But if not, I want you to know that we are most certainly praying for you guys and uh, praying and hope that you guys uh, remember us as well as we try to get through this COVID-19 uh, situation. Trust that y'all following the rules and all that goes with uh, uh, trying to be safe out there. But one thing that we do know and that uh, we're counting on is that we're going to trust the Lord. I want to talk to you today from Job chapter 1, verses 20 to 22. Uh, and we're going to not read the whole chapter, but we're going to kind of talk about the whole chapter a little bit today. But we're only going to deal with, uh, look at the first, the last three verses. In Job chapter 1, verses uh, uh, 20 through 23, 22. Then Job arose and tore his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked I came out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 22, in all of this, Job said not, nor charged God with foolishness. I want to use for a subject, taken out of that, using for a subject, dealing with difficult times, dealing with difficult times. Difficult times come from many different sources. Just to name a few, they can be seen as financial difficulties, family difficulties, job difficulties, and social difficulties. It doesn't matter who you are. Difficult times come your way. The Bible tells us that difficult times is a part of life. In fact, Job chapter 14 verse, verse 1 says, A man who was born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. The fact that we have difficult times does not make us good or bad. It makes us human. But the character question is, how do we handle the difficult times? How we deal with difficult times tells us a lot about ourselves. If we are to handle difficult times and handle them well and in a way that honors our Lord, we need to have an example to follow. God has given us a great example in Job. You do remember the story of Job. The story began with God bragging on Satan. How would you like for God to brag on you? Can you imagine God bragging on you? Well, God says four things about Job in verse 8. He says, one, he was perfect. What did that mean? It means simply that he was complete, all-around kind of guy. And that simply means perfect don't mean that he didn't sin or that he never sinned. It simply means that Job had such a relationship with God that he just wanted to do the thing that honored and glorified God. What God said, he did his best to try to follow God's law. The second thing he said about Job, said he was upright. Well, what did that mean? That means that the Hebrew word for upright simply means he was straight. Simply means that Job was not one guy at home and another guy at church or another guy in the community. Job was the same guy at home, same guy in the community, same guy at church. He was just 
that kind of guy. He was a straight kind of guy. He didn't he didn't play both sides. When you saw him at home, you saw him in the community, you saw him at church, same guy. Then the third thing he said, he feared God. Simply means that he respected God. In fact, Proverbs chapter one, verse seven, tells us that the beginning of the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So he reverenced, he respected God. He had a great respect for God as to who he was. And he just, he just, uh, look, didn't want to do anything that displeased God. And then the last thing he says about Job, he says, he shuns evil. What did that mean? That has to do with his moral conduct, how he acts every day. Job was not, uh, as we said, a hypocrite. Job was a man that hated evil. He didn't, he didn't want to be in the presence of evil. He, he, didn't, he didn't want to put up with evil. Or his goal was that I want to honor God and I'm not going to be in the presence of evil, do evil things. I want to honor God. So God says, that's a lot of things that God says about him. And that's why he bragged on Job because Job had such a relationship with God that it pleased him. Now, we see in verses 9 to 12, that God allowed Satan to make Job's life miserable or difficult. And that when you read that, you're like, God, why would you make a person's life difficult? Well, here's the thing. Because Job was a great man, Satan came to God one day and says, uh, says to God, listen, the only reason that Job is serving you the only reason he's that kind of person is because you'd have blessed this man to be a rich man. Job owned a lot of animals. He owned a lot of land. He owned a lot of people. He had a lot of servants. And he had a great family. And so Satan says, now, that's the only reason this man is wealthy. Because back in that day, uh, especially from the Middle East back in that time, uh, a man that owned land, cattle, and uh, and uh, servants, uh, he was classified as a rich man. And so the Bible said that he was one of the richest men in that area. And so Job, uh, Satan says, the only reason, the only reason he's serving you is because you have made this man rich. If I had them kind of riches, Anybody probably would serve you. So God says to Satan, he says, here's what you can do. You can take his possessions, but you cannot touch his life. You can take his possessions, but don't touch his life. Well, Satan took it and ran. In fact, he began to bring havoc on the man immediately. In fact, I like to say it probably all started the day that, that God said you can you can take his stuff, but don't take his life. So Satan decided, well, we're gonna start taking away his possessions. So the first thing he took away was Job had 500 oxen and 500 donkeys. Now that may not sound like much today, but to have that many animals because that was money. And so he allowed somebody to come and steal his animals 
the 500 doctors, the 500 oxen came, taken away, and killed all of the servants except for the one that came back to give Job the bad news. Well, as soon as that servant came back to tell him the bad news, another servant, before he could even finish speaking, came back and said, look, a lightning storm burned up your 7,000 sheep as well as the servants or the, or, the, or, the, or, the, or, the, or the people that were watching them, it burned them up. And on top of that, another servant came before he could finish that and said, look, the Chaldean came and, and stole your camel, 3,000 camels, some kind of animals. And before he could finish what he was saying, another servant said that, look, your, your children, they were just seven sons and your three daughters it was having a party at the elder brother's house and a strong wind came we believe that probably was a tornado came and wiped out the house and killed the kids listen that's a heavy blow taking the stuff was fine taking the stuff could have been hey he could get over that but taking the kids that that was tough. But notice how Job responded. Notice how he responded to that difficult time that he was going through. Job, in verse 21, he was able to keep the right perspective. Because of Job's relationship with God, he knew God, he understood God, he didn't know why all of this was happening. God didn't tell him about that. But he knew God. And he knew whatever reason God allowed it, he must have had a he must have had a purpose. And so Job kept the right perspective through this whole ordeal. Notice what he says in verse 21, verse 8. Job said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The truth is this. The very breath that we breathe will soon will be taken from us. The correct perspective is to understand that we are only partakers are stewards in the Lord's handiwork. For a short period of time, he gives and he takes away as he pleases. The other thing that Job understood, he understood that God was sovereign. What did that mean? That means that God does what he want, when he want, anytime he want, and he don't answer to nobody. He don't go to somebody and say, what you think I need to do about this? He don't come to me, he don't come to you, he don't go to nobody and says, what, what you think I need to do? He does everything after the counsel of his will, the Bible says. And so Job understood that whatever the purpose God had, he understood that God had a great reason for what he done. He kept it all in perspective. Look, he knew God. And to take it a step further, sometimes we make the mistake and thinking that material wealth is a sign of God's blessing. Many times it is that wealth that we cling to that keeps us from experiencing the true peace of God. How easy it is to put a lot of stock into that which is not eternal. For example, our houses, our bank accounts, Harvey's expensive toys, and we know about those expensive toys, it mean nothing in all eternity. Now the question is, is it wrong to enjoy for a period of time that which God has blessed you with? Well, the answer is no. God has no problem with us enjoying or having the things that he blesses us with. But he do have a problem 
when we allow the things, we make gods out of the things that he give us. You know, when we begin to serve the stuff rather than the creator that gave them, God do have a problem with that. Difficult times have a way of defining our true heart and his loyalty. I like the way Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 and 20 put it like this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break in or steal. I wish I had time to really go into that, but we don't. But the second way Job showed us how to respond to difficult times is this, is to praise and worship God for who he is. Look at, look at verse 20 and 21. The host of heaven and of hell watched to see how Job responds to the loss of his wealth and his children. He expressed his grief in a manner normal for that day. But God expects us to be human. In other words, Job broke down. I mean, he broke down. He, the Bible says, shaved his head, tore his mantle, a sign of repentance, a sign of, of brokenness, a sign of, of just grieving. And it's okay to grieve. I can't think of no parent that would not grieve of losing their children. They were precious. But at the same time, man, Job understood where he were with God. Notice in verse 21, Job 1.21. First, he looked back to his birth. Naked, I came out of my mother's womb. Everything Job owned was given to him by God. And the same God who gave it had the right to take it away. Job simply acknowledged that he was a steward. What is a steward? A steward is just a caretaker of somebody else's stuff. Job realized all that God gave, he knew from the very beginning, God gave him his wealth. God gave him his kids. And he realized all of them belong to God. And because God is sovereign, he recognized God has the right. If he gave them, he had the right to take it away. Maybe you locked in some stuff and you got your mind on your stuff rather than God. Watch out. Just like God gave it, God can take it. Then Job looked at his death. Notice what it said. And naked, I shall return. Naked, I came into the world. And naked, I, I shall return. He would not return to his mother's womb, but because he would, that would be impossible, he would go to the mother earth and be buried and turn to dust. Nothing that he acquired between the birth and death would go with him in the next world. In fact, Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 7, for we brought nothing in this world. And it's certain we can carry nothing out. I've never seen a U-Haul attached to a hearse. I have officiated a lot of funerals. And in old funeral, you know, usually you get behind the hearse or, 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 or something like that. But I never seen a U-Haul behind the hearse. I never seen a U-Haul going to the cemetery with somebody's stuff, and they said that they're gonna take it with them. Listen, when you leave, that stuff is gonna be left here. And the question becomes: God, 
whole point is don't make the stuff more important than him. And Job recognized, he recognized, he recognized that he came into this world with nothing. And he going to leave this world with nothing. You will not be taken with you. I don't care who you are. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how poor you are. I don't care where you are. You're going to leave. Whatever you came in this world with, nothing. You're going to leave with nothing. The only thing that really matters is about your relationship with God. Nothing that he acquired between his birth and death would go with him into the next world. Then we see in verse 21, Job looked up and uttered a magnificent statement of faith. The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. To bless means variously to worship or praise, to bestow goodness and favor, to invoke such qualities upon another. When applied to God, the term simply imply homage or adoration offered in gratitude. Instead of cursing God, as Satan said Job would do, what did Job do? He blessed the Lord. Anybody can say the Lord gave or the Lord taketh away. But it takes real faith to say in the midst of sorrow and sorrowing, suffering, blessed be the name of the Lord. Job showed us a third response to difficult times. Don't blame God for our difficult times or struggles. Verse 22 says, through all of this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. Sometimes when we're going through our struggles and some hard stuff come down on us, first person we want to blame is God. God, why did you let this happen to me? Why did this and why did that? But Job didn't do that because he recognized, number one, God is sovereign. He's, he, he, he's my life. And I recognize that he made the decision to take away my wealth and to take my keys. I don't understand it. I know Job was struggling with that. A lot of things that God allowed, we don't understand. But one thing he wants us to do, no matter how tough it gets, he wants us to learn how to trust him. And a lot of times, through the hardships, we, we really find out where we are in our relationship with Christ. In fact, we never can blame God. Blame involves error, guilt, and neither is an attribute of God. His, his ways are perfect and righteous and just. What we think of as disastrous or hardship is really God's blessing speaking to the very hardness of our heart. The real test of your heart is what you try and hold on to when hard times come your way. Where do you turn in your life when everything seems to be going south? Who do you turn to? Let me say this. Who is the first thing you turn to? Most of the time, we turn to everything but God. We put him on the tail end. But listen, no matter how tough things may be going with you, this COVID-19, this, this coronavirus that kind of took us out of our element a little bit. Some of us have lost our jobs. Uh, you know, maybe it's messing with our families, messing, you know, husband and wife, just creating issues, all kind of bills. It, it started piling up, and you see no way out. But listen to me. God knows all about what you're going through. And you just need to learn to trust him. Job lost everything. And he lost his kids. All of this 
in a period of, in a short period of time. But he understood one thing. He knew God. That's why God bragged on him because he knew where Joe was in his spiritual life. Where are you at? Where are you in your spiritual life? Are you allowing things to get the best of you? Listen, don't allow stuff to get the best of you. You keep trusting the one that gave you that stuff. What do you turn to? Maybe things ain't working out as you envision. Uh, let's make it personal. When I lose my pension, my house, or mate, our children, our money, how do we respond? When we fall down and, and worship, when we take in the circumstance of keeping our faith in God in place? Verse 22 is an eye-opener verse. Job didn't sin and he didn't blame God. He got through the struggle by keeping his faith intact. And listen, that was not an easy thing to do. But because Job was real with God, he was able to, he was willing to trust God even though he didn't understand what was going on. When you honor the Lord, he will honor you and see you through. You cannot go wrong by honoring God. I don't care what you had in your life, I don't care what you're doing, you honor him, he will honor you. It's just that simple. Now everything may not go, go right because hey, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, you're going to have some troubles in this life. All of us at some point in time going to have trouble. If you ain't going through nothing, keep on living. I guarantee you, you're going to have some trouble. But remember this, as believers, the word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He ain't going to leave you in the middle of no trouble. He's going to be right there to walk you through. And sometimes, God allows those troubles to bring the pureness out of us. Remember that. But to show you that God honored Job because Job honored God, look at what God did. In Job chapter 42, verse 12. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning, for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. And then in verse 13, he said that God gave him 10, 10 more kids. In other words, if you notice, in verse 12, God doubled everything he took from him. Everything he had, he doubled. He just didn't double the kids. He'd have had 20 kids. And I don't think Miss Joe could have handled 20 more kids. But he gave him 10 more children back of what was taken from him. God honored Joe because Joe honored him. Remember, when you're going through, whatever you're going through, remember this. Keep the right perspective. Praise and worship God for who he is. Don't just... Just, even though it, you don't feel good, you, you, you know, you personally, you, you ain't feeling it, praise God. Praise God anyway. Worship God in spite of what's going on. And thirdly, don't blame God. Just continue to worship and praise Him. Jesus showed us real suffering. He showed us what real suffering is all about. When He had to give His life on a cross for us our sins. He died for us. The Bible said he knew no sin, but he took our sin on him on the cross. And they just punished the man. 
I mean, punished him on a cross for something that he did not do. But because of his love for you and I, he gave his life that we might have eternal life. Jesus demonstrated what real suffering was all about. And listen, he recognized that because of his love for you and I, he was willing and did forgive each and every one of us of our sins because of his great love. Now here's the, here's the catch. He paid to sin debt. He died, he buried, and the Bible said he rose from the grave. Here's the deal. God wants you. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ that you're the only one to save you, he wants you. But he will not make you, he will not force you. You gotta be a choice that you made. And you may say, look, I'm in too deep. Jesus can't save nobody like me. Listen, he can save you. I don't care what your life is like. He can save you and he can change your life. But you gotta be willing to make that decision by faith to say that, listen, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm messed up. But I need you to come into my life and change my life. And if you're willing to do that, simply make that a simple prayer. Can't pray it for you, but we can direct you in that in the sense that it's about the simple act of the Lord Jesus to come in your life to be your Savior. Recognize that you are a sinner and you're willing to turn from your way of going and accept His way. He will come into your life and change your life. Because that's what the Word of God says. The Word of God says, He that has the Son. As life, that has not the Son of God, as not life. And that passage scripture that most of the world know out there. But God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And sometimes God used trouble to push you closer to Him. If you're going through some trouble, maybe it's time for you to give yourself to the Lord. May God bless you. May God keep you. At your mercy, Lord, but I want you to. You to create in me. Create in me a clean heart and renew in me. And start molding me and controlling me. I'm ready now for you to use me, Lord.